You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's say you come to a wedding and you only get there by the very end. You're able to have a little dessert. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe some, maybe the Bawa boss gets you a plate of kugel. A little, maybe you could find, maybe you could find, uh, a main course plate, but you didn't eat any bread. Can you say one of the Shevabrochas? So, Ravelsky says, you don't have to wash to say one of the Shevabrochas. Basically, it's a Shevach to everyone who's there. So even though it's done as part of benching, it's not dependent on the fact that you are benching. So, that's a nice heter. It doesn't have to be a person who is one of the people. In fact, you don't have to eat anything, really, as Rapelsky says. You could just show up at the end and, oh, he's here now. Give him Sheva Brochus, even though he was not part of the meal at all. So there's no problem as far as that goes. We talked about the Chosen and the Kala um, having a Shomer. But one of the Dinam also, besides having a Shomer, not going out alone is not doing malacha. We were just talking about in our Mishnah Bura class about not doing malacha on Chalamayid. There's also an Isra malacha for a Chosan not to do malacha. Now that's probably only Midrabanan for sure, but what's included in it? For example, can he write? We're going to see when it comes to Chalamayid, there's a whole discussion whether you're allowed to write on Chalamayid. One of the reasons why many schools uh, closed on Chalamayid was because they couldn't, they could not um, force or um, assign homework with writing because, you know, Siva was considered Malachas Uman. Um, and there was also, what about a Kala? Can a Kala do Malacha? So, Ravelsky uh, develops this point. Let's see what he says. In the Shulchan Aruch, it says that when a person marries a virgin, he has to have simch of seven days with her. That he should not do melacha. Which means, he shouldn't go out to his normal job if he's a hedge fund trader, a peddler, whatever it is. He shouldn't be going around. He should stay with her eat and drink and spend time with her. As we know, the chosin is oser, uh, basiyas melacha. Now, that is what the Ramah adds to the Shulchan Aruch. So the, the Machaber already wrote, he shouldn't do melacha. And the Ramah adds, a chosin is oser in doing melacha. So the Chelkas Machokek, one of the Mepharshim, on the Evan Ezra says, why did the Ramah have to repeat himself and write, the Chosen is Osir and doing Malocha? Didn't the Machaber already say that, that, that the Chosen should not go out to work? So, the Chalkos Machaikik answers that if you just look at the Machaber himself, you would think the reason why you can't do Malocha is because the girl needs you, and she wants you to be with her. So let's say she says, honey, go out and work. We need all the money we can get. 
I don't mind. Go out and go in business. Go right away. Go back to work. That's what you might have thought. Because we know if it was meant for her, she could say, I'd rather my husband go work instead of having this honeymoon type of period. So, it's true that she could be mochel. And she could say, you don't have to eat with me. But when it comes to work, the Ramos says, no. Even if it has nothing to do with her, as a chosan, he's ushered to go out to do work. Even if she is saying it's okay. Why? Because, for his own sake, he has to see himself as someone special. That is what the Rabbonin demand from him. So that is the Chalkas Machaikeik. And that would mean that a chosan really shouldn't go out to work and, or do work from his house or from his laptop. So, let's say for, or let's say chas v'shalom, the kala gets sick and she's not with him. He's still a chosan. And therefore, Rebelsky says, based on this, he would be usher for doing work. Now, obviously, as we said before, these are not the 39 malochos. These are the malochos, as we see, that take you away from spending leisure time with another person. Or a type of malocha, according to Chalkas Machaikik, that you wouldn't see a melech doing. And you wouldn't see a melech, you know, going out there and... Um, Cleaning the backyard, uh, you know, getting the, the the leaves in the uh, in the um, Home Depot bag and putting them in the front of the house. You wouldn't see a melech doing that. So therefore, writing or just let's say taking the computer and writing Divrei Torah, even if you write in the most professional manner, or let's say like a sofer. None of that would be a problem for a chosan to be involved in. However, his wife doesn't seem to have the iser. Um, Akala, she doesn't have an iser of melacha. However, she should also not do things to that upset what's supposed to be a special time to go work or to maybe do housework to the point that, as Ravelsky says, she's not even thinking about that she's married. It needs to be a special time for them. And even though they don't have any money and they'd like to get back to work, Chazal understood, just like by Avelos, what's important for a bride and groom. Now, a little bit of cleaning up, I guess she could do. Um, but to, to, to say, I'm arranging the apartment, and now we're going to paint the apartment. You can imagine, they just move in, we're going to paint it and get the boxes ready. That should wait till after the Sheva Brochus. Um, and, 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 but even that, <laughs> a chosen can't do. Because, again, the chosen has two isurim. One is that he's daimet and the other is that he has to be mesameach.
So that is the uh, the basic approach that Rebelsky has towards the activities the couple should be involved in. We mentioned last week when we talked about Corona Sheva Brochus that during the period of Corona, uh, there's definitely going to be a different way to look at Sheva Brochus and maybe even not push to have all the Sheva Brochus. Ravelsky wrote his own psak in this area, but not during a period of Corona. Um, he says, it's true, you don't have to have Sheva Brochus all seven days. Um, but it's clearly a very important thing for them to have some sort of suda every day. And he says it, the benefit will be great. Veribui Kedusha. Rebelski and I believed he was a, a tzaddik. He is saying there's going to be a great amount of holiness in the household. And therefore, Vascholo Mutsekes Liyasada Bayasaleha. This is a strong beginning. So even though the Chosim it, it it's somewhat in the old days, and maybe even now, we have to go to this house, and who's still making the Sheva Brachas today and tomorrow? It's important that, that that specialty that has a special event with Divrei Torah and, and this benching is the type of thing that that, that will resonate throughout their married life. And Rabelsky makes a personal comment here. And he says that when we find couples that are considered a little bit more modern, eh, they don't care about Sheva Brochas and, um, and they don't, right? And basically they hang out with their friends and, you know, um, they don't want to sit with rabbis that are coming and giving speeches. They basically just invite their friends over. Um, he says, he says, this is not a good, um, precedent that's happening. Um, and, um, yes, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes it's boring to sit through speeches and to, and, and, and to, to wait for whatever rub is coming. And sometimes they feel, hey, it's supposed to be our happiness. Why do we have to go through this for our parents' sake? I think Rabelsky speaks to that when he talks about, again, the idea of the type of kedusha that you want things to start out with. Um, and it's, I guess, very apropos that this week we're talking about Sheva Brochus because we learn it from uh, this week's Parsha, right? From Vayetze, Mole Shvu Azos. This is the parsha of Sheva Brachos, where we learned that Yaakov has to wait a week. So I guess it's appropriate, clearly, that we're learning about it. Um, I found this was an interesting discussion from Ravelsky. Um Where's the best place to make a Sheva Brochus? Can you make it just a Sheva Brochus in, in Shul? Is there anything wrong with that? So Ravelsky actually holds that, especially since this week is like a special week. It's the week that starts them out. They're elevated in this way. We want everything to be done properly. So he feels that in a base Knesset itself, 
you should not have the meal there unless you really don't have any other space. Because we know that there's a Kedusha to the Beis HaKness. It's not a place that people are supposed to be eating. Now, if it's for Shalashudas that people are anyway eating in Shul, then they could have a Sheva Brachas as part of that as well. And this, of course, gets into the halacha. This, of course, gets into the halacha of of eating in shul. So let's see what Ravelsky quotes. Bote knisiosa, bote medrashos, a noagem kalas rosh. We're going schok vitul v'sicha b'teva neuchav v'shosemem. You're not supposed to eat or drink. Now it's true. The Mogan of Ram says if it's a suras mitzvah, it doesn't have kalas rosh. You're able to eat in the base haknesses. Why is Sheva Brachas worse than a bris and other things that even the Mogan Avram, Ramesha Feinstein, and others say that we have, we do eat, do it in the Shul, even in the Beisach Nesses. So, Ravelsky says so Richard is asking in terms of the uh, the kiddish room is it's funny again you know like in North Avenue they sort of I'm not sure what that room is the you know that room there where they learn and the the back of it is sort of like I think the back of it is sort of not the Beza Medrash. So I think that's oh, like a kiddish room area. So I don't think it has Kedusha's base Akness. It's a funny situation there, the North Avenue shul. Many of you who are listening here, if you're gonna listen, don't understand what I mean. But you know, half of it is the shul, is where they daven every single day and they learn. And the back of it like the people eat and stuff. So I think that that is clearly not uh, doesn't have Kedusha's base Akness. But why should Ravelsky be more worried about, I mean, again, the Mogunavram already says that if there's no Kalus Rosh, that you can eat in the Vesak Nezes. If it's a Sudas Mitzvah, the Sheva Brachas is a Sudas Mitzvah. So Ravelsky feels, and maybe he says, you know, a lot of times there's just this, this overwhelming, um, Simcha attitude that that occurs, like a like a, like a, like a silliness, and that silliness. Excuse me, one second, please. So, because of the silliness that sometimes happens, uh, and the dancing, which can sometimes be very, you know, like a like a real vilda dancing, sometimes. Um, so, therefore, Ravelsky feels it's not. The best thing to have it there. Um, Sudashlishis, it's different because they're anyway having the, 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 the so if you're going to have a Shabbat it brachas, it's sort of toned down anyway. Um, and therefore, uh, if you would ask, if Rabelsky would be alive, he would say, try not to use the shul right, for a, a Shabbat brachas. We'll end with this thing from Rabelsky. You know, Moshe has joined us. Um, he 
says, Madin besuda beshibis yimei amishta, bimokam shachatan uvibnei sfarad. Okay. Ha'im yichom litain leben ashkenaz, levarach ha'sheva brachos, shalom bebeis chasanim. Now, it seems like, now I don't know if this is still true, that Shulaminig b'nei Sfarad, Rebelski says, Ein mevarchen sheva brachos, chutz lebeis chasanim. The person who asked him had the idea that by by the b'nei Sfarad, it has to be in a special spot called the Beis HaChosam. Now, in the time of Chazal, they built like a little hotel area for the Chosan and Kala, and that was their the special wedding house for the week. And that's where you would do the Shebed Brochus, but just to go to everyone's house or some, you know, Weiss's uh, Milchik restaurant in Flatbush, that wasn't necessarily a place to do Shebed Brochus. Um, now, Ravbelsky, uh, um, was, uh, the person who asked Ravbelsky was under the assumption that if you're not, that the Bnei Sfarad only do Bebeit Chasanim and the Beit HaChosan or Beit Chasanim. So Ravbelsky decided to investigate this. He says, one of the Chachmei Sfardim told me that until 50 years ago, let's say until 1950. The way it worked was that either the 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 the, the bride's family or the groom's family set up a special spot for the couple for all seven days. And that was called chuppah spot, or beis chasanim. Now, um, if they happen to move away from that special chuppah house to someone else, they did not do sheva brochus. Why? Because it's not it's not in the special spot. So even though they're showing up, it was considered not the simcha of the Suda of the of the of the of the Chosen and Kala. That was until about nineteen fifty. Things are different. Now people in America got more money. They didn't make the 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 wedding in some special, because remember, they made everything in that spot. Now they make weddings in huge halls. And where do they make the Sheva Brochus in big restaurants or in the Kiddush rooms, like Richard was saying? So now that principle of base chasnus has been eliminated altogether. And therefore, any place that the Chasnaka will come, even according to the Minig of the Sfardim, has now become base chasanim. The chaynoagin beruba the minker may edus evu. Now there are certain uh, communities. Shadayin noagin yichidim bodedim olchim achar etus agona manoach harav bensin abeshol. 
held that you would not do uh, the Sheva Brachas in such a situation. Now, um, so, as, as Rav Moshe, Moshe just told us, uh, that there's that there's still, and he himself followed that minag uh, of Ben Sina and what he's saying from Chokom Avadia, not to do the complete Sheva Brachas. So now, what would happen if you had an Ashkenazi at that meal? Um, and there, they don't do Sheva Brachas. Uh, so obviously, that Ashkenazi should not <laughs> make any of the Sheva Brachas at all. Because obviously he shouldn't be different than Bali Simcha. Um, and therefore, it's interesting that it's called the Sudas. They don't even see that it goes even further than what Moshe was saying. Based on what, what Verbelsky writes here, they would call that like a Sudas Mireus. Um, he says that, um, so, you know, you're saying it's somewhere in the middle. You make one bracha. Or two brochas, but you don't make book geffen, of course, and you also make the last brocha asherbora. Um, but uh, he says that maybe it's only considered sumchas sudas mereus, in, in that case. Um, let's just do one last thing. <laughs> let's say, uh, and this might happen. Everybody wants, like, like, let's say, example, they've set up to make a shavar brochas. Kala's not feeling well. So she can't come. But they've already prepared. They've called the caterer. So the chosen comes. But the kala doesn't. Um, or, as Rabelsky says, the chalashid is in the shul. And this is a chsidish shul or a yeshivish shul. So you're not going to have the kala sit there. So, so he says, even though the kala is not there, you can do the Sheva Brachas. You can still do the Sheva Brachas. Um, and that's an important thing to know because um, it's still called the Sudas of Chos and Vikalo. And therefore you can make a the Sheva Brachas. However, he says, let's say the Chosen has um, his buddies come over and his wife is in the kitchen, his new wife is in the kitchen and his buddies are out there and they're eating sandwiches. That's not called a Simchas Chosen Vakala. That's just having a bunch of friends over and you wouldn't make Birchas Chosanim. Um, another case that Ravelsky talks about, which let's say they're already in a fight. Um, of course, you don't want to say the reason why. Um, but let's say everybody knows they're in a fight. <laughs> everybody knows that this is bad news. Um, and they've gotten to a public fight. And they still decide to go ahead with the Sheva Brochas because the people think, oh, they're probably going to make up. It's just a little bit of a lover's spat in the beginning. Um, if it's clear that the Chosen and Kal are not getting along right now and it's just being forced, so that would be another situation where despite the fact that they're making it in their honor 
But if the reality doesn't align to that, and it's like known, and I happen to know a number of cases where already at the Sheva, even before the first couple of Sheva brachos, there was already, you know, a split in such a way. There, uh, the right thing to do, it's already known what's going on. Obviously, you don't want to, to, to let the cat out of the bag and let everybody know that they're fighting. But if it's clear that everyone knows they're fighting already and they're just going through this awkward thing and the chasen shows up, um, it probably would be a brochel of atola in that case uh, to to have to go through the sheva brochus in such a case. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 